Hello, all there. Let me do that again. Damn it. Right off the bat. Screwing shit up. (laughs) It's good to be back. Uh, podcast world welcome back well i should say welcome us back the know nothing yes. Nerds podcast uh i am twitch uh followed by uh my amazing extraordinary technical uh prowess Ooh. buddy co-host luke westcott wow yes I, I want you i want that on a name tag name tag it's a long one I, I don't even remember what the hell I just said. <laughs> anyways, technical prowess. That's all I that's, know that yep, I said. Yep, that's all you need. Uh, anyways, we are back after a little bit of a, a stint away. Um, Luke called it season one ending and starting season two. But I think we're just an th- ongoing thing. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Like, <laughs> like I, I was only – it's only for marketing. Yes, <laughs> only, only for, for marketing. marketing. Uh, it's but, more of a reboot than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of a reboot because everything's changing now. Yes, it's changing, but it's staying the same. Yeah, yeah. That's, same that's guys fair. you're getting, just a little bit more uh, bells and whistles around everything. Totally. We're, so. we're, we're getting to a point where we're ready to put more time and effort into yeah, it. Correct, and, correct. Which, so, is, which, you know, being that it is our year anniversary, we probably could have thought of doing that a little earlier. Probably. But, you know. We just kind of go with the flow. We go with the flow, exactly. <laughs> So we're back. We're here. We're here to take over the world. Not really. We're just here because we love doing this. We mi- miss talking with each other in this type of atmosphere yeah. and getting all nerdy. Yeah. So um, I was away for a bit in the uh, a, zombie so, robot. So wars. much happened. <laughs> that was. It was only supposed to be like a week away. Correct. In my head, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, we'll just miss a week. Yeah. Maybe two. Maybe yep. we'll miss two weeks. No big deal." A month and a half later, <laughs> it's like returning. holy shit! Yeah, this feels yeah. weird. So even the uh, Attack on Titan episode was um, was forced. Like that wouldn't yeah, yeah. have happened if we if I didn't think we were going to be so plugged for content. Correct. I knew that I would eventually talk about that on the podcast, but I had originally thought that 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 going to see that early would have given us an hour long episode. Yeah. So, yeah, it was originally just about, we were going to do an hour episode about yeah. it because you and I were going to go. Correct. Uh, and then everything happened. Everything kind of blew up all at once. Yeah. So I got sick, which took me out of the game um, pretty hardcore, how to get hospitalized. Yeah. There, everybody out there that thought there was actually a zombie robot war out fear there. Fear not. Fear not. We are safe. <laughs> Although I will tell you that in the, uh, in the announcement uh, message, there is such thing as eater robots. They are a real thing. They just don't eat humans. Yeah, Twitch told me that after the conversation that, like, because I was amazed by it. So the planning going into that, like, little teaser uh-huh. for us coming back was, Twitch, I'm going to call you, and we're going to reference the fact that you're still fighting robot zombies. That's all. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so when I asked him, 
like I think I said uh, what's going on or something like that, um, and you just like spewed that off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was blown away by that. So uh, good job on you. Yeah. So, so you got sick, and I remember we visited you uh, on like a Thursday or something. Correct. And uh, I think that's when I realized I was like, I don't think we're coming back from this until after I move. Yeah. Because obviously, it's never one thing. It's always no. Uh, there's always it, it comes in threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Um, I was I'm moving or I I have since moved correct and so it was just this like uh, one two punch yep. where by the time Twitch had gotten out and was starting to feel like himself again I had already you know unplugged the the router of the Wi Fi yep. my computers were packed in boxes and there was just no there was no chance that nope. we could do it so we said let's just take a break we'll come back when we're feeling fresh and. Uh, we're we're sixty percent there. Sixty percent there. We're, we're in a new studio setting. <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, it's awesome down here uh, in the uh, the dungeon. I don't know what we want to call. Our we'll think of a studio. name for it, but um, it's cold. It's nice. I dig it. it it's gonna <laughs> December is gonna be tough. I'm gonna have to buy a space heater for all of the equipment. Yeah, and just bunch it up together, and then right before we record, we'll we'll just get it going. Yeah, we'll get it going. I don't mind it at all. I no. love the fact that in August 20th, I'm wearing a hoodie comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's amazing. So I'm I'm very pleased with yep. with the current situation. But we're back. We're back. We're better than ever. Uh, we're hitting the ground sprinting. I think. Yes. Honestly, we have we have some big things planned. But the thing I want to talk about first is uh, is th- you will notice some changes. You may yes. have already noticed a change with the theme song, mm-hmm. uh, and that's about it. But throughout the podcast, there's going to be some changes that we make, and we haven't really like set in stone on anything yet. Correct. So you know, this week you might hear something that you won't next week. Exactly. And uh, so just bear with us while we work that out. But kind of the new thing that you can expect is if we have an episode of something a movie a book a tv show that you haven't seen yet mm-hmm. fear not because we've split it in a way that the spoiler that it's spoiler free for the first half of the podcast essentially so the first little bit of the episode will be spoiler free so today we're not going to get into anything too spoilery about mm-hmm. ready player one until after our commercial break. Yes. Which is the second new thing that you'll notice is that we're going to be taking a little break in the middle of our episode to put a hard defined split between uh, this is spoiler free. Now you're entering the spoilers. Yeah. So we did want to give an opportunity for our uh, listeners who haven't necessarily seen something to still be able to listen to us instead of saying, you guys can jump from 14 minutes to 45 yes. minutes to avoid the spoiler yeah. zone. Instead, it's first half is total spoiler free. The second half is the spoiler zone. Yep. And why don't you close us out with the new stuff? Yes. Or I guess the new reboot stuff. So, uh, and something that we want to bring back because we did talk to some people that loved it when we started doing it originally. We're bringing back the Know Something Quiz. With new music. With new music. Check it out right now. It wasn't that cool. (laughs) 
Isn't that a good sign? Um, so yes, yeah, so we're bringing back the know something quiz. Uh, it's it's not really for anything. Like we're not leading up to any challenges per se. That just fell through the. Crack. That kind of fell through the All crack. All on me. Um, yeah, because he wouldn't eat a damn pepper. <laughs> he might die from it, but whatever. Uh, but no, we're uh, we're gonna be doing uh, the know something quiz. Uh, we are going to be adding up points somewhat, kind of, but it's more for bragging rights. Uh, it might lead to like a challenge down the road. Yes, like, it might lead to something down something. the road eventually. Um, you know, if we're making billions of dollars off the podcast, it will probably go somewhere. Yes, but for now, I think it's more of like a friendly competition, but also a placeholder, so yep. that we can say uh, room room for growth. Yep. You know, this will eventually go somewhere, so be prepared for it. Correct. Um, and with that, we also would like to bring back the fact checkers. Yes. So if you guys, heavens. if if we do say something stupid or doofus like or like incorrect, call us out on it. Yes. We want to hear about that yes. stuff. Yeah. And also, you know, for the for the Redditeers and for the diehard fans of things, uh, just know, uh, tread lightly. You are listening to the Know Nothing Nerd podcast. Yes. Nothing that we say. <laughs> We, we we brand ourselves right from the get-go that we know nothing. We, we are here to learn. Yes. Uh, we are not here to present facts. So uh, take everything that is said today with a grain of salt because <laughs> I'm sure we're going to mess up a lot of facts. And even in the questionnaire, I've probably had some wrong answers. Yep. So, uh, But, yeah, if you call us out, call us out. Yep. So, yeah, that's uh, what you're going to see at the end of the episode today. Um, but... Now let's move on to what we're going to be talking about today. Our first, our first uh, trip back. So episode forty today, we were talking about Ready Player One. My name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego, like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. But he died when I was a kid. My mom too, and I ended up here sitting here in my tiny corner of nowhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere. Except the Oasis. All right. So, Luke just saw Ready Player One for the first time last night. I've seen it a couple times um, after it came out, and... If you don't know what Ready Player One is, it's essentially a story of a kid named Wade Watts who is in this future, sort of, it's it's not post-apocalyptic, kind of dystopian. No, I wouldn't even be considered dystopian. Would you consider it dystopian future? I would I would consider it a very possible future. <laughs> a very Yes. No, I agree. So essentially what's happened, it takes place in 2045. And uh, in this world, uh, VR, virtual reality, is the thing. The thing, it's yeah. Not not just literally the thing people do for entertainment. This is how people make money in yes. this world. Yeah. No, and it, it's so much more than that. Like, from the first establishing shot of the world that they live in and the stacks, um, it's, it's really interesting. I, I watched that scene a few times just because I wanted to see what everyone was doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see a little girl playing piano. Uh, and in this area, it's it's basically like the slums. Yeah. So in this area, we can assume that this little girl can't afford piano lessons, but instead she can go into this alternate uh, universe and um, 
and play the piano. Yes. And I think that that's super interesting. Uh, there was the strip lady dancer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it's so much more than, you know, what we think of video game playing today of just mm-hmm. being something to, uh, you know, some argue is a waste of time. Others argue is a great time to spend socially, you know, yep. a great time to make friends. And Ready Player One, I think, expands that so much yes. more of being like, no, this is like a lifestyle. People yes. live and breathe and, this. And the thing about Ready Player One, it's a very layered story. The big crux of the story, like the reason why you're watching the film is because there's this competition that's within the game. Uh, the Oasis is what the VR world is called. It's uh, made by this man, Halliday, uh, James Halliday, who put this competition within the game of the oasis and the oasis is big enough to where like it's got games all over the place so it's basically just a network of games coming yeah. together but within this oasis there's apparently this easter egg so whoever finds this easter egg gets the keys to the kingdom literally gets the keys yeah to the oasis and they run the oasis they get all the stock in the company. I was going to say, not to mention a shitload of money. Not, yeah, shitload <laughs> of money. Uh, half a trillion dollars worth yeah. of money. Uh, so it's a lot of people are in this competition for it. And then there's this big corporate entity called IOI. Uh, I can't even remember what they stand for. Uh, uh... Whatever. They're called IOI. And they're the big corporate Everybody hates them, but they got to buy all their stuff and their gear from them. Um, But they have this army of people that work for them that are hired to be in the VR world to just try and hunt down the eggs, the the Easter egg, before just normal folk like you and I could actually get it. Moving on. Yeah, that's that's basically the the premise, which like. I don't know. From from minute one, as someone who uh, spends a lot of time playing games, mm-hmm. it, the story is just so freaking captivating to me. Yes, uh, I've watched a lot of. It's funny. Uh, a month ago, I released a podcast talking about anime, and um, here we are a month later talking about anime again. I watched a few animes, and I forget what the actual true word for it is, but there's a lot of anime in the realm of people getting lost in a virtual world game. Mm-hmm. There's like so, so many animes about that. And I think, I don't know, it's hard for me to put my finger on what makes it so much different from Ready Player One, but I just never got that feeling of like this is amazing from the animes as i did from ready player one you actually from watching ready player one you're like i'm on board with that world i would totally be there yes i would want to participate in every second i think i think part of it is just uh allowing a separation a separation of disbelief from you know watching an animated cartoon this is drawn to Mm -hmm. watching something that's live action with yeah genuinely pretty top of the line cg Yes. You know, in a in a in a world where everything is made of CG, it's hard to complain about that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cuz you're not comparing it to what the real thing looks like because it's all just uh computers. Yeah. And the other thing that I have to give those poor lawyers working on that film so much props for is the amount of like relevant content. Oh, in yeah. You know what I mean? Like the things that I saw the, the quote Easter eggs yeah, in the yeah. movie that I saw are, you know, games that I play and, yes. and machines that I play them on. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, websites that I watch, like when they made a reference to Twitch streaming and like, oh damn you, damn you, damn you, what stole one of my questions already at the beginning of the freaking ah, God. Bless America. I should have known that was going to happen. Did you do four questions? Yes. Okay, so there you go. I have some backup questions. Damn it. Oh, you asshats. Uh, All right, anyways. Uh, Anyway, um, shoot, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, made me lose my the lawyers, the lawyers. Yeah, just everything in there that they worked on, because I have to give them props. They could have made... Uh, new devices, new websites, new mm. games, and and faked it all. But no, they went Atari. You know, they went uh, GBA. They did Overwatch. They did they do all these things, yep. and they spent so much time uh, in there. And you know, I'm sure if you paused the the movie at every frame during one of those big battle scenes, you could find hundreds of things. Well, they, there was a video that said 300 plus Easter eggs. Yeah, which is just for insane movie. for a movie about an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, um, that whole thing. Um, I think that some of the stuff they just already had the rights to, so they didn't have to like... Right. Because that's what sometimes happens with a lot of movies that do reference um, other things that usually if it's a movie that is going to reference other films and TV properties, typically the studio, let's say universal for a second, uh, for, for, for whatever. Yeah. So universal owns a lot of TV property. They own a lot of stuff that's on NBC. They a lot of own a lot of stuff that is on USA network. Um, so typically if there's a movie or television series, they'll reference everything from the universal line of stuff. Interesting. Because they have they have the rights to it. There's so there's is that nothing... something that they were sitting there one day and they said, "Hey, there's this book out that's pretty popular. Let's just use all of our licensing that, and, yeah, yeah. And, and make it a movie." Yeah, interesting. There's that possibility, or there's a possibility that they kind of did an agreement with other studios, or it could come under um, fair play right. um, rights and stuff like that. But it gets. That. But then is there ever a point where, and I, I honestly don't know this, this is my ignorance when it comes to uh, companies and film, mm-hmm. was there ever a point where video games were like, yeah, sign us up, we want to be in the movie? Oh, possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that way with Overwatch is like, since the book came out way before Overwatch was even mm-hmm. uh, a conception... It had to have been one of those things where someone either went to them or they went to the filmmakers. Yep. And I can't help but feel like if if you can get someone like Tracer from Overwatch was in two scenes in the movie. Okay. And like for a game developer, I can't help but feel like that would be super exciting to be like one of our characters is in a movie twice. Yeah. You know, but you gotta you gotta understand the game developer, the people that actually design the game and stuff may not be the one that owns the rights to that game. I just mean, like, yeah. um, with with Overwatch, Blizzard obviously gets that, but yep. uh, I can't help but feel like that's that's kind of a, a, a double-edged blade in a good way. Of yeah. Like, we'll give you another character to put in your movie, but it's also going to get all of our fans hyped behind it, mm-hmm. and it might even create some new sales, you know? Yes. So I think it's a win-win. There, there, there is that, that side of things, too. Um, and there's also the option, too, that... It could be a product placement type deal, right? Because yeah. we see that all the time, like in movies. Um, <laughs> Jurassic Park, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Probably, yeah, like the perfect example. Uh, so, like they they do have those situations where they get deals to kind of uh, 
compensate for some right. of the yeah. cost of the actual production. Yeah. So like Pepsi does it all the time. Coke does it all the time. A bunch of car companies, all the transformers. That's all like just yeah. like general motors, Chevy, right. Chevrolet, like, Here's commercial. our new, here's our new Camaro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So buy our product. Yeah. So that's <laughs> and like you could even almost say, uh, you hear it sometimes when people complain about Star Wars is like uh, they added a new cute creature just to sell toys. Yeah. And it's like man, it's fair, but as a company, you can't really blame them. That's you know? what they do, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like can't blame the, can't blame people for trying to make a living, dude. That's a huge part of uh, movies and stuff. Like, and it started because. Walt Disney kind of saw yeah. the genius in that. Like yeah. he licensed out the image of Mickey Mouse to make watches and right. it made him tons, tons of money. Like the money is in the licensing. It's yeah. never in the film itself. Totally. It's in the licensing. Totally. So, um, so, but yeah, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, so you already kind of spilt it a little bit. You would totally live in this world of the Oasis. So I'm, I, yeah. So I'm having a hard time with that right now. Um, some of the conversations that I've been having with loved ones mm-hmm. and uh, just just close friends and whatnot is that uh, re- recently I have been playing too many games. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With the move and everything, once I once I got all settled in, I just kind of like burrowed down here. Yeah. And uh, and, and just go away uh-huh. play games uh and it got to a point where i was kind of getting bummed out that i wasn't uh getting any of my story done because i that had just kind of fallen to the wayside and yeah. every night i'd go to bed i'd be like oh my god i didn't get anything done in the story today i can't believe i'm not making any progress and still the ideas are floating around yep and so then i turn back around and bitch about the fact that i'm not getting any progress done. yeah so, I've uh, I've since set some goals for myself to play less and less. Mm-hmm. And the movie, what's funny is that it actually helped me to realize that I shouldn't play as many video games as I'm playing. So it's kind of almost had the opposite effect as it's made me grow an appreciation for what I have. Yes. The, the setup that I have is incredible. And uh, it's I'm baffled that I could afford it in, you know, my age and my circumstances and everything like that. I'm just super fortunate, but, um, but I could easily waste life away on there mm. right now. And so yeah. what's to say what I, who's to say what I would do in a situation where I could like do whatever I wanted in it. I would yep. totally waste my life away in there. Absolutely. Especially if you get one of those full body suits the where full you just body fill suits. everything. Oh yeah. With, totally. the, uh, yeah, with the, the crotch, with the crotch sensor. Mitro fiber <laughs> layer in there. I love Dude, how that, that scene was so sexual. Yes. But I also love how that came back into play. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was a great yeah. plan payoff. Yeah. Great yeah, yeah, plan yeah. payoff yeah. in that movie. Um, so, so yeah, I think I would, um, there's a reason games exist and there's a reason we're heading in that direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's so, so far away where anything like that could be, um, conceivable. But I, I think that there's a lot of, of sucky things in the world that we get to take away for a little bit playing a game. Yeah. And I have, I have a pretty good respect for that with ready player one. And I think I, I had, I wrote it down in my notes somewhere that I had a really, uh, like profound emotional response to this movie while I was watching it. Oh, nice. Um, and it was just like, it was really, it was really fascinating. It hit me on a level that the movie wasn't that, that the movie shouldn't have, you know what I mean? Like that's not at all what they were aiming for. 
well, in a sense. I mean, like Spielberg. Spielberg. Yes, Spielberg. that's fair. That's fair. It's it's impossible to uh, to ever tell. With, He's with a sentimental him. motherfucker. Yeah, like, totally. Um, but I guess I just meant like I think I think Ready Player One was advertised and sold on a playful romp that had some romance yes. in it. You know what I mean? And and those themes are there of mm-hmm. of uh, you know like. I think the the imagery of of sho- shoving it right in our faces of like people are spending their entire life yeah. with these goggles on. Yep. Um, and so yeah, while I was watching it, it was, it was interesting because it's like I've spent all my life with my goggles on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was interesting, but uh, but I've only taken one goggle off, so <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I'm alright with that. So what about you? Would you, would you, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, it depends on the situation. Like it would depend on what was actually offered. And if it was that world itself, if, if I could be more like H in the creator side of things, like I would totally be down for that. Like it'd be creating my own worlds, my own, like my own existences yeah. and stuff like that. I could see that. I could okay. play out a lot of fantasies that way. Yeah. I, I think that side of it would be cool, but if it's just like, you know, like everybody going to like what the f- cold planet? No. God dang it. The planet where we first are introduced to H and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. like that, that place where they're just killing everybody. I don't think I would be interested in that. If that's what a majority of it is, that's, well, that's I mean, not... to be fair, uh, you look at the game, like something that I don't think they advertised on that well, or sorry, something that I don't think that they um, showed very well in the film. And there may have been something that I missed, but the Oasis would not exist in this world. Because the Oasis would be one game of many, many, yeah, true. many games. Because uh, because we're creatures of competition. Mm-hmm. If if something like that were so successful, it's like uh, Amazon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, other things exist. It's not just Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's not just Disney. You know what I mean? Um, although we, we might be heading in that direction. If we ever got to that point, I'd be more inclined to believe that just the Oasis could exist. Yeah. But, like... In a world where, you know, Apple needs Samsung, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I refuse to believe that that you would only have one choice of saying, no, the only way I can use VR is by going into a crazy big battle. It's like, screw that. If it became, like, the main thing that, you know, 80% of the population of Americans are doing on a day-to-day basis, there would be, like, cooking games, and there would, you know what I mean? There would just be all sorts of, uh, like, golf and... and, um, but it wouldn't just be like a Wii Resort kind of game like, gotcha. where everyone's in one hub. Gotcha. Well, I think that the Oasis is supposed to be infrastructure. Not yeah, no, I, I was thinking that because it's 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 like the uh, the platform. But even still, we have PC, we have PlayStation, yeah. we have Xbox. You know, there's competition mm-hmm. in a, in every sector. There's not like. Um, Unless, and again, uh, it's more of that ignorant side of things. Unless I'm missing something, and the Oasis is more like the cell phone. Mm-hmm. If it if you if you pull it out to ten thousand uh, feet above the ground, where like everyone has a cell phone. Yeah. But then you get into the like 
someone has an Apple Oasis and other people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's something like that, it's more believable. And I think but, it's something like yeah. that. It's like the internet for the virtual world. Right, right. And that's deal. that's that's a little bit more believable, yeah. um, I, I guess, on that. End. But yeah, I, it would have to be, I would have to be able to be a creator in the world in order right, for it have to, to be... Yeah. Yeah, enjoyable for me to like want to like stay there and stuff like sure. that. But then the other side of it too, because and it depends on like how realistic could it actually be type yeah. situation. Um, is like, would I be able to do the type of stuff that I wouldn't be able to do in the real world because of my medical condition? Like, right type thing. Right. Is it one of those situations where like um, you have to have that omnidirectional? treadmill yeah. to be yeah. able to like run in the game well or something. i wouldn't be able to run in the game right but i'd still be tethered to like my worldly problems and stuff like that no exa- but that's what i was saying like yeah. is that something that also applies to it yeah um, um but i mean we saw you know um we saw people sitting down yeah that were fully immersed in in the yeah. oasis so it's not that unbelievable and i mean even now uh, there are the virtual reality games that have you walking around, but most of them, they uh, on the things, on the, they have, like, toggles that you move forward. Gotcha. Uh, because, I mean, realistically, not everyone has a space this size that they can run around yeah. in and, and only use for that one thing. Yeah. So I think it would be accommodating. Do you think it's – do you think it's – jeez. Knocking your shit over, man. Luke, breaker of things, returns. Season two, baby. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, do you think it's 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 feasible that this could happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, in fact, Spielberg, one of the reasons why he was attracted to this project was because he could visualize it. Right. Like, he knew this could happen. Like, he, he, he read, I think he read the script first, or he read the book. I can't remember which one was brought to him first. Um, but he read them and he immediately was like, oh, I could see that being our future. Easily. Yeah. Especially with uh, overpopulation, overcrowding and stuff. Yeah, like, totally. You could see the I mean, su- a situation like the stacks happening. It the happens st- over in Asia all the time. Right. And, and that's like uh, I listened to a TED podcast about um, the future of real estate is building up mm-hmm. because now we're running out of space uh, horizontal. So now yep. we have to start building vertically. And, you know, it's not. It's not out of the out of the reach to think of a trailer park being vertical instead yeah. of horizontal. Yep. Um, so I mean, as far as the dystopian element is is concerned, absolutely. Uh, I also think, and this kind of is something that I won't spend that much time on because it kind of terrifies me. But the timeline kind of adds up too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in the next twenty five years, I could easily see that being a a, a normal thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, because, like you said, the, the, these things already exist. You know, VR exists, and uh, stuff like the stacks exists. So yep. now we just need the two together, and uh, and make that mainstream in the U.S. Um, do you think having a place like that would um, lower crime? Ooh, because I think like one of the, the the psychology behind the purge to me makes sense, where it's like. If there's just a night where all of us can go and get it all out. Yeah, I don't buy that, but 
but like but do you not it's black friday no i don't buy it it's it's essentially black people friday. are still gonna be an asshole whether there's a day to let all their assholes that's out fair or not. that's fair so okay so then what if we uh what if we did that every night did On, that every online. night online Oh, online. You know what I mean. See, and that's where I don't know. Like that's because that's for, the thing. for me, when I was working customer service, there was nothing I wanted more than to come home and play Counter Strike or well. Overwatch. And I think that I think that if so, here here here's like a couple things I've been hearing in podcasts. Also, before you say that, I want to clear my name. It's not that I want to like shoot the customers. I'm not like. <laughs> it's that it's a good release. Of, as soon as I said that. I was like, there's nothing more that I want to come home and shoot some people. It's like, no, that's not exactly Some it. person on the internet's going to start doing some internet sleuthing and like find out due to murder or some suspicious causes. Like, I think we got a tip for the police. Go break down Luke's house. I think he's, he's, he's a killer. You got a serial killer. So, no, I'm not a serial killer. Thank you. Uh, uh, anyway, what were you about to say? Uh God dang it. I'm sorry. It's all good. We can that go was... back and listen if you want. No, no, I can no, no. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, talking about uh, the purge. Yeah, we we're talking about blown off. Oh, oh yeah. this is, this is, I, so one of the things that they're kind of, people are talking about a lot right now, especially on podcasts and stuff, is universal basic income. Have you heard of that idea? No. So universal basic income is basically, and I think they, uh, one guy figured out the numbers is where everybody gets a base income. They get their food, shelter are covered, and they get twelve thousand dollars roughly a year, and that's what they have to live on for the full year. Everybody gets that, whether you are the low, the lowest of income or yeah, the yeah. highest of income, yeah. like you're guaranteed that twelve thousand dollars and guaranteed housing and food. So the and one of the big things behind it is like, well, is it going to make people lazy or are they going to be more productive after that? So a lot of people say, because everybody points to the welfare system and says the people that are on welfare, they're just nothing but lazy assholes, which is not always true. Like circumstances for everybody is right. different that are on it. Like, right. Um, but anyways, so like the universal basic income is where everybody gets the same. If you want to work a little bit harder to get some more income, that's up to you to decide. So, But everyone can live. Everyone can live. So one of the things that they're saying is that if that's the case and we do have like some craziness where virtual reality is like super like doable, people just might live their time in those worlds. Right. Like I can pretend that I'm a knight in the you know 15th century or something like that, or I can go but prance the end, around but, with the dinosaurs. But you can do that all day, every day, mm-hmm. and then still you know take a break to eat lunch and dinner and uh, go to sleep. Yep. And, uh, in a home that yep. that is yours. So there's the possibility, like, would that reduce crime? I I think it all depends on the person. For one. Well, and um, that's the other thing is like, uh, lunatics exist. You know what I mean? Like fights will happen. Mm-hmm. People will disagree because again, it's a world of competition. It's yep. like, why does he have nicer things than I do? Yeah. And and when you get in that mindset, trying to reason with someone like that doesn't always work. With saying, "Well, he, it's because he works harder than you," mm-hmm. is like that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't jive well with people no, who no. are less fortunate yeah. than others. You know, and and there's a possibility, like if if it is one of the situations where online life, like VR life, is like 
so cool and stuff. It might be a situation where everybody's on it for so, like forever and stuff. Yeah, that crime is reduced just because everybody's just because online. yeah like, because there's no not because they're not like willing to do criminal things right. now like because they've right. got it out of their system. It's just like they can do it all online and yeah, it's this is more like they just don't want to get out of there. Sure. So like there's that possibility. Um, but the other possibility is like you get those assholes that are on those first person shooter games. They get pissed off because somebody was camping and they call a SWAT team on them and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Swatting so, is swatting people would still get be killed. An issue. Yeah. So yeah. there's, 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 there's checks and balances. Yeah, there's with checks it. and balances, and uh, the only way to find out what will happen is to just pre- press on forward. Yep. and find out. I would buy one if it's if it wouldn't like put me in debt. Yeah. If the Oasis came out tomorrow and it cost twenty thousand dollars, I wouldn't buy one. No. Um, but if the Oasis came out and it cost as much as you know that computer cost me, then you know, hell yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> here's totally the thing that's it. crazy about it is that like. How does it all work? Because in the movie and in the book, I'm assuming I, I haven't read the book. I'm I interested. Read the book either. Interested to read the book, but like the economy is primarily based on virtual reality, which is kind of a mind blowing thing to me. Because I like, how does that all work out? It's like a Bitcoin situation. I still don't understand yeah, Bitcoin one hundred percent, but so like, I don't know. I if the world is like that, where VR is the thing that people go to, I I look at that and I see it a little bit as a dangerous like future to go towards. Oh yeah, because I I like real life. I like tangible things and stuff. Because real life is real. Because real life is real. Like we, as we find out in the freaking movie and stuff like that. So, as long as there's a healthy balance for most people, um, and it's not just like constantly like got to get my fix. Like, right, right. Tap me up, brother. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I think it would be a, a cool place to to visit, and I would definitely have to, um. I'd have to be careful with it because I, the the thought that I told you about of limiting myself so I can work on those those projects that I want to work on, uh, is a new idea and I haven't really put that to the test yeah. yet. So I I don't know how much I trust myself with it because, um, video games are still a pretty new thing to me. I'd say in the last like five four four years I've gotten okay. like pretty serious about it, um, but. You know, all the way up until then, I, I loved being outside. I was active and uh, in in many ways, you know, socially. And I love being a nerd and I love games and everything like that. But I think it's totally a place that I would be worried about wasting my life away. In. Yeah. So I'd like to figure my shit out before that comes out. And I'm really <laughs> glad. I'm really, I'm really glad that that we don't exist in a world where that is a tangible item. Um. But I would be so up for it to, yeah. to be able to do that because there, there, there are just some things that we can't do, you know, here. Yep. That I would love to. Yep. Uh, and and do it more than a than a um than a, a, a set of monitors. Yeah. You know what I mean? That there's still that break of I'm playing a game instead of uh, I'm experiencing a game. Yes. You know. 
Totally uh, understand that. To be able to even just get to a point where I can do that for a little bit a day yeah. would just be so cool. So anyway, those are my final thoughts on that. Cool. All right, we're going to take a break now, but when we come back, we're going to finish up our discussion with spoilers. Get that, everybody? With spoilers. Spoilers are coming. Of Ready Player One and then finishing up with the Know Something quiz. We'll see you in a minute. See you in a minute. back during our ad break uh, because we don't have much to advertise right now and so we're just going to spend this time to kind of fill the space and get you guys used to the ad break uh, and also use it to just kind of do some other things some cool unique things uh, and things that are responded to well we'll do again and uh, things that are responded to not well we'll do another time or uh, <laughs> we'll save it for something else <laughs> let's try that <laughs> Start from the top. Started from the top. Oh my god, that was too great. <laughs> I was trying to break in with something, but it was just like you kept on like a just the awkward ah uh, nah. Your voice got a little bit higher. <laughs> Can that just be the ad? Uh, That's ad number one. Oh my goodness. That's ad number one. So we want you to fact check us if you find anything listen to anything that is wrong that we say about a certain subject we claim to know something hit us up we want you to message us through our gmail through our facebook whatever and stuff and if you correctly tell us we are wrong then we'll shout you out on the podcast and anything else like if you say you know twitch you looked really really pretty but you smelt terrible during that podcast episode We'll let people know about it. Because they can also see and smell, yeah. It's Smell-O-Vision here, man. Smell-O-Vision podcasting. The 80s got it wrong about the television. They got it right about the podcasts. <laughs> We're one day into this, and we already have discovered that we need to record our ads alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for now. Back to the show. All right, we're back. <laughs> this is going to take a little getting used to. <laughs> so if you're out there listening, we're, we're getting used to the transitions. So bear with us. Yes. We are back, even though we really didn't leave anywhere. We're back after the ad break. It's the magic of podcasting. Yes, it sure um, is. We can fold space and time. <laughs> Anyways, we're in the end game of uh, Ready Player One. Um, the spoiler bits. The spoiler bits. Everybody dies. Yes, everybody dies. It's a crazy. Actually, ending. everybody does die. Yeah, this the is catalyst. So interesting. Everyone they do die. Yeah, but then Wade comes back. I knew Parzival it. I knew comes it. back. Um, not. It was like it was like the the Thanos finger snap of that movie. I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Guardians of the Universe. Gar or something, Guardians of the Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, it's good to be back. Uh, so what I've done uh, in the spoiler zone 
is, and I think we should do this with everything that we do starting okay. from now on, uh, just to to kind of fill the time and to just talk about the movie in a little more in depth. Yes. Uh, is that I wrote down everything that I loved and the things that I didn't like. Ooh, I'm um, interested to hear this. So, well, so we'll get right into the things that I like. Uh, I'm, well, whatever, I'll get to that later. So the acting I thought was really great. Yes. Uh, there was some, there was some definite um, kind of cringy moments uh-huh. that, that we had, but nothing that like was too outlandish for me. Um, I absolutely have to give, um, I'm going to butcher his last name, but Ben Mendelson, Ben Mendelson. Ben Mendelsohn, who played Nolan Sorrento, yep. was like really great. I I've recognized him in some of his other roles. I need to click on his name real quick because I need to see. That's right. He uh, he was in uh, Rogue One. That's why. Yeah. Uh, that's why I uh, remembered him so well because he, he was can the, play a bad guy pretty well. Because because he can play a bad guy really well. Yeah. He played Krennic in Rogue One, and I thought that he was really good in yep. Rogue One. So. I, I, I thought he was amazing. I always love good villains. And the thing that I liked about uh, what I liked about uh, Mendelssohn's villain in the movie was that it was super like it was super fitting for the um, like retro feel that they were going for, like nostalgic uh, yeah. video game bad guys were just like even his avatar was just a buff guy in a suit like. There was there was nothing. There was not a whole lot of depth to him, but there didn't need to be no. because he was just a. He, he just looked. A he looked like Superman in Clark Kent's suit to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he could, had the little yeah. wavy hair thing. It was like I, totally the first thing I noticed. I was like, Are you trying to be fucking Superman, Superman asshole? In, like, in, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, draw that you made. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I mean the other person I need to give a shout out to that is also a complaint that I have, uh, but we'll get to that later is Olivia Cook's Artemis. Okay, she was really cute as Olivia or at, or as Samantha or as weird? Artemis. Is it weird? That Not both? really. Like I thought Jasmine was hot when I was a kid from is it, Atlanta. Is it? Is it? Is it Jessica weird? Rabbit was gone. <laughs> Woo! I don't really necessarily find that attractive, but that I can see it. Sultry, like redheaded lady. Yeah, it's no, like super busty. The busty part is where I fall out. And she can sing. That's super, nice. Like you know, seductive. All right, keep it easy. Sensual. So anyway, Artemis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the club scene. Yeah, I really like the club scene. I'm kind of a sucker for like club scenes in movies because uh, I just like. It's it's I feel like it's a cop out for cool uh, cinematography, but I just like the flashing lights and yeah. Uh, but I think that in Ready Player One they did it a little differently because it was retro style, uh, and I also love that like they were all dancing, floating around mm-hmm. in the air. Um, I I liked the song when they walked into the club, but as soon as they started that n- disco bullshit, I was like, nope. Please, please, I was, I was please hoping, start dancing to something else. I was hoping that they were going to do uh, like the airplane, <laughs> the airplane bit, <laughs> like just totally re- copy that and yeah. recreate it. I was, <laughs> I was really like crossing my fingers. I was like, oh my god, please do airplane. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you know airplane, but you don't know who framed Roger Rabbit. I've seen a weird assortment of movies from like quote, my man. time. Jeez, I'm um, cool, dude. Yeah, like. 
I don't know. But, I mean, to be fair, again, uh, I haven't really seen that many movies mm-hmm. to begin with. It's you true. Know? It is true. Uh, the majority of my film watching has been very recently. Uh, and I'm sure at some point I will see Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But I've most definitely never seen that before. And I mean, like, there are so many classics that I haven't seen. But then there are so many classics that I have seen that no one else has. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen Caddyshack. Um, Classic. I'm comedy. sure I could. Like, I haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds. I haven't seen. Um, I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off once. I remember none of it. Uh, like, just stuff like that. Like, the movies that I, I have seen. Again, I've seen Breakfast Club. Uh, I couldn't tell you anything that happens in it. Um, I just th- those films just don't appeal to me. Like uh, those classic uh, movies that everyone's supposed to see. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. My my buddy Nick, he he dislikes Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off. Yeah, he really dislikes. Just that doesn't movie. like it. Anyway, back to Ready Player One. Yep. Um, the fight scene there what, that was pretty cool. Although again, something that I didn't really love about it was the uh, the the Rubik's cube that turned back time. The Zemeckis cube. Yeah, I thought that was kind of bullshit. I don't really like movies that can turn back time like that. It's yeah. like, why didn't he buy a hundred of them? But whatever. Um, the Shining. Oh my god. Oh oh that whole that whole sequence that was from beginning to end was amazing. So good. I, I really just loved how they took it and just like revamped it. Well, they took they took original shots. Yeah, yeah. from The Shining. It's amazing. And they play plugged those characters. It's into so that it, was it was so good. so cool to so see good. that. And and if you have you seen The Shining before? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one. That's, just that's the one of the classics way I have they seen. played off of yeah. the stuff that happens in The Shining against those characters in in their world. Exactly was so cool. And that gave the that was one of the things that I was like so. How James Halliday categorized, there we go, all the films, all the prints, all the books, all the music that he listened to in his lifetime. Does that mean, because The Shining was obviously one they'd watch, did he make uh, movies and stuff that you could enter like that? As well, like can he do? Can like, he could do you other do that? Like, could you favorite? do so, say you anything? Go to Jaws, or Jaws, something? stuff like that. Could you? Like, interesting. Sure. If you could, holy shit, would I have a field day? Well, because I mean, you you saw. Uh, then I wouldn't come out of. I wouldn't. <laughs> then I wouldn't come out of the Oasis. Then I would put then, on the yeah. Goggles. If you could like live inside movies, live inside movies. Oh my goodness, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Because, I mean, you saw the curator when they decided The Shining. He yeah. was like, are you sure you want to go in this movie? Yeah. Cause, so I'm sure you can. There's oh, got to be a way. Oh, the possibilities with the that possibilities. would be amazing. Um, go into Debbie Does Alice. I, I loved the... Uh, <laughs> you just brushed I just brushed that. over it. It's, <laughs> no, it's no use. Anyways, continue on, sir. The scene where uh, his aunt's place blows up, I thought that was cool. I love the cliche, like, running up to an exploding building yeah. with the shaky cam after it. That was cool. Uh, and then um, I, I I loved all the cheese ball emotional shit that happened in it with, like, the two lovey-doveys. Sedimental. Oh, Sedimental. Man, I loved it so much. Spielberg is very known for that. 
those two they were like such cliche things that happened to the two yeah of them. and some of it was pretty eye rolly but the whole time i just had big old hearts in my eyes i was like oh this is so cute see and that was the parts that i could have done without like i the, get where it was going yeah. to but it was just like so cut and paste. It was like, ah, come on, man. Absolutely. It was super, super cut and paste. But at the same time, I'm a sucker for love and I, I, I liked it. So, um, the things that I didn't like, I covered, uh, I covered the fact that I wasn't crazy about the time turning thing. Yeah. Uh, any movie that introduces that to me it loses 10 points for me. Like even interstellar for me was like, Oh really? Uh, because they, uh, they they lost five points because they did it really well, but it's still like it's weird. You have to set strange uh, uh, limitations to it, and if you think about it enough, like that's that bit doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, um, like I think Arrival's a good version of that because it's not really it's not really a it's time not really travel time movie. travel. It's yes. just like she's seeing visions of the future. Correct. Which is totally different. In Interstellar, no, no, no. she's not seeing visions of the future. That's not what's happening in Arrival. Spoilers for Arrival. Yeah, we should yeah, cut yeah. all that out. So, okay, so tell me, I'm going to cut this all out, but tell me what. So, Arrival, she's actually not living in a linear timeline. She's living, oh, she's living the future the, and the past right. and the present at the same time because of the aliens. Because of the aliens. Okay. So it's not one of those so, things yeah, where I she's seen visions of the future. Yeah, she's just living out she's her living life in a non-linear timeline. Interesting. Line. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, Interstellar, I think, is like it's interesting. And I, I'm if, with if you. He I'm, can tamper with things that like there's so many other things that he could have tried, and, and, and eventually, again, if you start thinking about it enough, it's like that's dumb. Yeah. So for me, time travel in movies just doesn't really work. No, I'm with you. Time um, travel in movies is super rocky. There's certain movies that can get away with it because they're more self-aware of themselves. Um, and they know it's a ridiculous concept. Like I think Deadpool did a pretty good job of it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, although I'm still like, ah, I hate the fact that you're being time travel. Although I love the freaking X-Men, which deals a shit ton with time travel too. So I can't knock on it too hard. But fair. like, Back to the Future, I think they handled time travel relatively well. They know it's not like it's not the big thing of the movie. They know right, it's not the right. center console of it. Um, same thing with Bill and Ted. And and like I, I think Back to the Future doesn't like play it as a MacGuffin. No, you know what I mean. Like um, uh, Hermione in what movie is that? In uh, one of the Harry Potter books. The th- thanks. <laughs> Is it the third one? It's the third one. Whatever the third one's called. Uh, the the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Um, when she's got the time turner. That, for me, is, like, such a cop-out for... Oh, I agree. Like, like, as like much as... There are, if, if, and I hate to, like, slam her, but if, if J.K. Rowling had spent a, a month thinking of another way that Hermione could have done... It's a world of magic, mm. and you use time travel as a yeah. cop-out. Like, Hermione could have been in all those classes and changed all those events in so many different ways that weren't just like, oh, yeah, I can totally turn back time. We're never going to use this again, by the way. Yep. It's like, ugh, I hate it. So anyway, that, that, that for me was a big irk. Uh, and then the other thing that I didn't like, and this is just a thing I would have changed had I directed it, and it would have changed the whole theme of the movie. You would have had to advertise it differently, and I get it that it wouldn't have – you would have had to rewrite so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have killed Wade. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Tell me more. I I just... I don't think we got to see Sorrento's character arc enough. Because, like, so many are, like, the redemptive bad guy where he decides to be good again in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really get that feeling with him. Because, again, it's something that we talked about. Like, he's not a very round villain. He's just a villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of meat behind him. Um, and I get that, like, the game was won when he walked in. And we see that, that he's like, oh, shit, he won. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like he walks into the he walks into the room. Everyone panics for a second, and to just hear that pop of the gun, mm-hmm. and then like have Wade be dead, and and for me, it's like then he's in the game universe. Oh, like you could have done something wacky with that. Like that was uh, that was um, Halliday's plan, okay. or like he 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 had some like. Um, he had some kind of Ford from Westworld view of things where he just was super genius and you knew uh, what was going to happen. Um, and like the two of them kind of rewrote the game or something like that. Gotcha. But like to kill his body physically would have been nuts to me. I think that would have created a whole nother level to the movie. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, like it, it would have taken the message away of like, we're spending too much time in here. I get that. And, like, that's why I meant, like, the message, the themes yeah, would have yeah, had yeah. to change a lot. But, like, for me, that would have been riveting to see him walk in there with a the gun and be like, pop, pop. Or just show a little bit more of uh, Sorrento changing. I don't think it was meant to be Sorrento changing, though. Him not actually firing the gun. What do you think it is then? It's him knowing that he lost and there's nothing he could do about it. In he that can moment. kill him. If he killed him, he would ruin his chance of getting the Oasis. Right. But like in the end, he gets arrested anyway. He goes to jail. He didn't anyway. know that at the time. He, he probably still thought he could get yeah, away. Yeah, but the people something. writing did. Yeah, but you're, you're looking, you're I'm looking, looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking at it from, you know, four walls. I yeah. get it. So I, I, I don't think anything would have been gained from Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that concretely. For us to get the ending that Hollywood would have wanted, he definitely Yeah. Totally. There's no way that he could shoot him and kill him. Like there's no way. Unless he did it with like 30 minutes left in the film. But and I don't think there was anything the one thing I will disagree with you on is that we didn't get to see a Sorrento uh arc. I did. I do think that we got to see it. He got his up, uh, come upcomings, comeuppance, comeuppance. There we go. God, I can't even speak again. But like, yeah. But he, he the only reason he got his comeuppance was because he was a bad guy. Yeah. Like that's that's the storytelling of this happens and then this happens instead of this happens, therefore this happens or this happens but this happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just saying he was a bad guy and then he has a bad ending. Yeah. It will. He has yeah. an ending just for a bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, it's like, that. that's fine. It's not like a complaint. I know I put it into things that I didn't like, but it's really things I would have done differently, I guess, is what. I think that you, pro- you probably would have been more, I don't know if you would have been more satisfied with Sorrento had we'd gone a little bit more deeper with the character earlier on. Because the only thing that we know about Sorrento is two major things. 
One, he's a maniac, power-hungry man. Two, he uh, worked for Halliday and was not... He was not of the same cultural mind as Halliday. Yeah, I don't know, though. Like, I, like those are the only two things that we knew about him. We didn't know anything else about Sorrento. And I think that if we knew a little bit more about Sorrento, like, what makes him tick? Why is he this way? Then, then it probably... Yeah, that's fair. I get, and the other things harping on it is like he ordered him to die twice. He wanted him dead, and again, it was during the game, and I get that. But mm. I mean, I feel like there's got to be part of him that thinks, even seeing the golden flare in his hand, that like killing him will stop something. Yeah, and then it's even more. I think it would have been even more. Uh, reveal or uh, satisfying to be like, no, nothing changed. Even though you killed him, he still won the game. Yeah, you didn't. You know what I mean. But then I guess on the flip side, it's like, then Parsifal died for nothing. So I don't know. There's plot holes behind it, but for mm-hmm. me, it was like, oh, you totally should have killed him there. Yeah, it was like a two second thought that I had. Gotcha. That I wanted to share my thoughts on. Uh, I won't die on that mountain, but like Parsifal shouldn't. But like Parsville should have in the van. But anyway, that's 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 my thoughts on that. So, um, so yeah, gotcha. Yeah, uh, I I so I I have mixed feelings about this movie. Super fun, super entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely like think it's a blast to watch. I am hard pressed to say that this is a great movie. Okay. Um. I don't think it's Spielberg's best work by any oh, stretch of the imagination. Hell no, yeah. Like, I would put it definitely, like, below a lot of other films. Yeah, like, not um, even top five. No, not yeah, even, no, not even close. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun, entertaining movie, very nostalgic, like, super nostalgic. Yeah, movie. Um, yeah. Like, the f- when they mentioned GoldenEye, dude, I was like, <laughs> whoa. What? Like, who are they writing this movie yeah. for? Like, they, And that's the thing, everyone. Yeah, well, it's, it's moments of like you saw some things that you had no idea of that I did, mm-hmm. and then I saw some things that I had no fucking clue what they were. Yeah. And you did, you know what yep. I mean? Like that. I, I think it's a it's a pretty all inclusive yeah. movie, and also because he didn't die, it's a pretty all inclusive movie yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> very much. Um, I I loved what they were playing with in it, like the whole idea of friendship. Um, uh, can the virtual world be real or yeah, not? Yeah. Um, what type of future are we walking ourselves into? Um, I, I love that they played with all those themes and stuff like that. But as far as like execution on like all those themes, like kind of run of the mill type right. deal, like not and like I should I should preface it with saying like run of the mill for Spielberg. Yeah. Is not run of the mill for like all the other for, like yeah. films. Like, yeah. Because there is definitely some genius that went into that oh, film, absolutely. like for sure. Um, I think he got some great performances, um, except for that stupid love birdie stuff that went on between Artemis and Paul. So, uh, so what was wrong with it? It just felt so on the nose for me and just so cheesy and like. Yeah, oh, but like, here is that comes. bad? Not because like the time. all rom coms are like that. Yeah, and you know I would I mean? fault some of them on that. Like, even yeah, though no, I can, I watch rom coms and I yeah. get enjoyment out of them and stuff. Yeah, 
Um, but the the ones that like take a little bit of chances and stuff. Sure. With that, that's where I'm like really like it's not just like lovey dovey type stuff. And I guess that's and fair. Like the part movie- of the. Oh, sorry. No, you go. You go. Part of the problem too is that I think Parzavella and Artemis fell for each other way too quick. Their their love the movie. Their love story moved quickly, but oh shit. And I understand they have limited I, time. Yeah. But at the same time, it was just like, damn, that was quick. Like, yeah. you're already wanting to kiss her before, like, the end of the, like, second act and stuff like that. Or know. she wanted to kiss him. Like, like it was just so, when you so know, you quick. Know? Yeah, but it was just. <sighs> For me, like. I, I, I would have been much rather, like, because I knew he's not the person to, like, really take the chance. But I wanted to see him. Take that leap, but and be then, denied. Yeah, but that then leap. be yeah. But um, she was equally up for it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I guess for me, like, I'll share a little, and then depending on how things go, yeah, we'll yeah, share yeah. more. I had a somewhat similar experience of that, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was one of the, it's it was so accelerated. Yeah. Things moved really quickly, but then and he turned to be a three hundred pound guy named exactly. Chuck and Troy. Totally, totally. Um, but no, it's one of those things of like that physical barrier. I think uh, creates a barrier. Yeah, yeah. Of, of physically being there and, and uh, being able to uh, just talk to someone and find out who they really are, not based on looks, because we live in such a judge a book by its cover oh, society. For sure, and for like sure. we can all pretend that we. Uh, that that there isn't um, that there isn't like a world of somewhat judgment based on profile, but it's so not true. Like mm-hmm. everybody judges a book by its cover. Yep. Because I, I mean, I don't know. Like you wouldn't have talked to that girl if she didn't if you didn't think she was pretty. Because like what? Because you don't see her personality from across the bar. You yeah. know what I mean? You see her hair and you see her eyes, and so I think when when you see someone's like avatar or digital character or something like that, but you're hearing their voice and you're hearing what they say and what they choose to tell you is like, for me, at least in my personal experience, it was like, yeah, sign me up. I'm ready to get married. Gotcha. Like gotcha. In a matter of a week. And and I get that. I get that. But I don't know in the movie world and stuff. It was just so like, so right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But I mean, all the same, you had said it. They, they had they they have a limited runtime and they had other things that they needed to mm-hmm. establish. Now they could have cut cut back on some of the uh, some of the nostalgic stuff, mm-hmm. and I'd love to do a podcast talking about nostalgia because I'm kind of sick of it at this point. Yeah, um, and that was another thing for me when you had originally said let's talk about Ready Player One. I was like, oh, gut me, like <laughs> fuck, I don't want to do that at all. Uh, and I, I really, really enjoyed the film, but there was no part of me that was like excited about the nostalgia trip. Yeah, and I didn't look at the movie as like a straight yeah, no, up nostalgia yeah. one. I, I looked at it as like a real interesting lens into potential future of where we're at and stuff like that. Even though like the the movie is all based around nostalgia. And and yeah, there are things that do it well, you know. Stranger Things I think is a pretty good example of a good nostalgia trip. Yes. Uh and I think Ready Player One is a pretty good nostalgia trip. But I just think that and again, we we'll talk about this in another podcast, but I think there's too much of yeah. like let's just I think it's weird. 
I think in a movie trying to get us to live in the moment, they used an interesting tactic by forcing us into the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think like every everyone is is jumping on that Stranger Things hype train of like, oh my God, the 80s was so cool. Yeah. Even though half the fucking people making this shit were not even like uh, conceived in the 80s. It's true. It is true. And so it's... Um, I'm I've I'm tired and I'm I'm sick of it and as someone who is not alive in the 80s I can honestly say that it wasn't as great as everyone thinks it was. Why can't we just focus on making today better than focusing on how good yesterday You're was? You're becoming a grumpy p- That's right I am. old man, dude. <laughs> this month off changed me. So anyway, let's do a quiz. All right, here we go on to the know something quiz powered by can Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> by the 80s. Brought to you by the 80s. We should do that. We should do it like theme based on whatever. Oh, we're talking yeah. About. That'd be so, funny. so redo it. Okay. Redo it. Redo. All right. All right. Now it's time for the Know Something quiz powered by the 80s. That's right. You guys want your nostalgia trip? Go ahead and watch anything on the TV right now. Yes. I'm sure you'll get something. All right. Twitch, you want to do the honors? I am starting off. All right, let's let's do. Let's see. All right, I'm gonna go with this one. Okay. What film was Parzival referring to when he said that Kira and Maro were his rosebud? Oh my God, I don't know. Uh, was his rosebud? It wasn't The Shining. Nope. Because it was the movie that they almost chose. No. It's oh, not. it's not. The movie's not mentioned, but it's an what? Easter egg. Yes. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, wait. Rosebud. Hang on. Super popular movie. Old ass yeah, movie. Yeah, old movie. I'm going to be a lot of hints here. Oh, my God. The Rosebud. Super classic. I don't know. What is it? What's he telling me? Does Orson Welles ring a bell for it? No. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Yep. So I've never seen it. Um, but and everybody, it's such a like pop culture. Yeah, I know. Thing. I like the 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 rosebud bit at the end. Yep. Fuck. Well, that's fine. I, it's, it's only fine for me because I've never seen the film. So it's like for, <laughs> for me, I get a pass on that. one. I feel slightly guilty on that three points there. That I, I <clears> dropped you right. on. That's quite all right, and it also makes me feel really terrible about the the. Uh, the level of questions I'm asking. Uh-oh. Because um, I think I'm throwing you easy ones. I think I'm lobbing you some of these okay. today. Uh, what is the last game that IOI tries to unlock the key? Adventure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, shit, Twitch. All right. This was, this was going to... My, my Twitch TV was going to be my second <laughs> question. You can still try yeah. it. Yeah, right? <laughs> you might stump me. Uh... No, it was just what entertainment company is still alive in 2045. Oh, God. I probably wouldn't have even gotten that. That was Twitch TV. Yeah, I know. But, like, I I, yeah. I, I put myself okay. in the shoes of having not have talked about it. Uh, okay. What does IROC hate? What, what does... are the three things IROC hates? Oh, hang on. I remember. Uh. Uh. Three things that IROC hates. The last one is something stupid. Um, 
I don't think I remember any of them. Oh my goodness, this is killing me. I am so shocked by this right now. Oh my god. And I almost asked you a question about those, but I chose not to write them down because I was laughing about them. Shit, what were they? Steampunk, Pirates, and Taboola. Right. Taboola. <laughs> By the way, I loved the that whole bit with Irock, where it, the ongoing bit with uh, his neck pain. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> he was like cocked to the side, all menacing. He's like, I got some carpal tunnel going to my neck here. And when Sorrento comes in a little later, he's like, how are things? And he's like, honestly, I think I'm going to need to see a chiropractor. <laughs> It's like totally like wrong plane, wrong plane, sir. All right, okay. Um, what level is the artifact that's projecting the force field? Ninety-nine. Jesus Christ! What did you watch this a hundred times? I watched I've watched it three tonight. times. Three times I've watched. Okay, it. that's fair. I also level ninety-nine magic artifact. Yeah, I'm also like. Not in the mindset of quiz mode yet. It's yeah. been too long for me. Gotcha. I forgot how to like. I forgot how to like absorb the information, knowing that I'd be tested on it. Uh huh. Because I've I, yesterday I was just being entertained. I wasn't like studying. So gotcha. I need, to, I need to reset my mindset for that. But anyway. That's why I always watch film for like first for the. I need to watch it twice. Second for the. I need to watch it twice. Yeah. The info grabbing. All right. I feel like a dick giving you this one. Oh God. Uh, what was the specific reason as to how Parzival got the first clue to winning the, winning the race? Oh, and he was uh, going through, um, what was his name? Har- Harrison Halliday's memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was watching the conversation to them. And uh, Halliday was like, I wish we could just go backwards. Like, but how how did he get to that? Like, what was the specific way he got to oh, that Oh, like before he even went there, you mean? No, 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 no. So there's a specific reason as to why he got that information. It's a kind of a, you got a story dig for it. Is it like, like, is it because the curator wanted him to? Yeah. Bingo. Okay, cool. At least I got three. <laughs> Yes, that that's the one. At least I got three. Yeah, the cur- curator definitely was like playing a hand there. Being Mister Morrow too was like super interesting. That yeah, was yeah, cool... yeah. I I did not see that one. Coming. No, I, that was the one I have, twist. Yeah, I didn't that was see. a cool twist. That was a cool twist. But yeah, like just on that note, so Morrow being the curator and stuff like that, um, he totally kind of cheated in that moment. Like we oh, were yeah, meant absolutely. to believe that he. Yeah kind of cheated when he gave him the coin and stuff, but he definitely cheated in that moment because he told Parzival at the, when they're standing there watching the party scene, the company party scene, uh, curator said, will that be all? Yeah. You know? And he said, and yes. He, and then and he, he walked it away, going. but he kept it going. Yeah, There's no it. reason yeah. for him to keep it going yeah. unless he wanted him to find that information. Yeah. So, so yeah, it fair. was a curator. So, so, it, so who knows if he would have found anything. So I thought that was clever writing. I really yeah. thought yeah. that was clever writing. Yeah. Just because not people, many people are going to notice that, but I was like, the curator was definitely on to it. Yeah. He, he, he knew it was, he knew it was up. Um, all right. Stump me, sir. So now it's like, which one, which, which one's less easy <laughs> of, the two, <laughs> of the two options I have here. 
<laughs> I genuinely don't know. Uh... How did H find the Iron Giant? How did H find the Iron Giant? It was a commission for him. He's building it. Fuck. And it's a she. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. All right. Next week, I'll have harder <laughs> questions. Because I, I remember I had texted you while I was watching it, and I was like, we're going for easier questions, right? Those well, are easy questions said, like, at all. I said Easter egg story-ish oh, questions. whatever. And those are all story-related questions that I shot. Yes, at, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. They they most certainly were. None Minus the Pirates one. The Pirates one was more of like a Easter egg type thing. Like It was just information yeah. blurted at you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So there you have it. Six N- points. Uh, nine, I win. Nine points, sir. Oh, yeah. I got nine points. I N- thought I got one wrong there for a second. Nine, nine th- points. Nine to three. Nine to three. Nine to three. I'm ahead this week. Bragging rights all mine. Bragging rights all his. So that was uh, Ready Player One, uh, enjoyable film. Um, a yeah. lot of stuff in there. Literally, you could watch this movie like twenty times and still like have to like go through and be like, "Oh, I missed that. I missed that. I missed yeah. that." Yeah. May not all be like story stuff, but like for a movie that's all about an Easter egg, there's a shit ton of Easter totally. eggs in it. Totally. Like, at least it wasn't one of those opposite things. Like. It's about Easter eggs, and then there's no Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> what a disappointment that would be. What a disappointment that would be. Uh, but anyways, that's it for this week. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, come check us out next week. We're going to be on our uh, old schedule every Thursday. You can typically expect an episode. Typically. Um, typically, because some weeks, you never know what happens. I might need to go fight a robot that's war again. That's true. Who knows? I might so. decide to move again. Yes. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Just <laughs> <laughs> leave that in. The Know Nothing Nerds is a podcast hosted by two hosts who know nothing that discuss nerdy topics in order to learn something. You can find us on Facebook at Know Nothing Nerds or Facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds. You can find us on Twitter at KNNerds, or you can always just email us at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. Send us your fact checks there, new topic ideas, or to just say hello. We're on Patreon. If you want to make us rich, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash knownothingnerds. All music in the podcast was written and produced by me, Luke. If you need any music made for anything at all, you can just contact me through the KNN social medias. I do take commissions. In the description of this podcast, you can find the show notes. They will also be added to a blog somewhere at some point. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week when we talk about Disenchanted, a new Netflix series written by Matt Ronan. See you then.